watching the dust motes floating around him. During the day, while the martinis worked, the house was quiet. At night, Sebastian would visit his masters at the dinner table, sometimes reaching his paws up to Daniel's lap. The man wore jeans that carried the scents of his print shop, chemical cleaners and metal and ink. The manufactured odors would sting Sebastian's nostrils if he inhaled too deeply. Daniel would then lead the cat to the basement stairs, where he kept the water and food along with the litter box. Sebastian rarely thought of his siblings or his mother, until one morning when a family of strays marched in single file across the front lawn. The mother led two kittens who obediently hopped behind her. Sensing they were being watched, the mother stopped and pointed her tail in the air. She eyed Sebastian, who stared at her in return, his paws propping him up on the windowsill. She hissed. Sebastian hissed back, mimicking her. Then she extended her paw, and three sharp claws merged from the tips. Sebastian flinched. Satisfied, the mother cat kept walking. Her young ones gave Sebastian a final once-over before following. A dog's bark got them sent scurrying out of sight. The dog was Hank, a brown mutt who lived across the street. Hank seemed to have no purpose in life other than barking until he was hoarse, while his red nylon leash strained to keep him at bay. He often focused his anger on Sebastian, who slept on the windowsill when he wanted to feel the cool glass on his side. On this day, Sebastian let Hank holler for a little while before stepping away from the window. It was an act of mercy. Sebastian gazed at his own paws and noticed for the first time that the toes were not as long as those of the other cats. The digits had been sheared off. That seemed impossible, for he should have remembered such an incident. Regardless, this observation produced a moment of clarity for him. There were probably many things he did not remember about his past, living by himself in this house, sleeping away the time. Moreover, there were cats and other creatures beyond the walls, and he had been one of them. But now he was here, separated from others like him. He knew there was no way out, even though he had never searched for one. Though it may have been terrifying— the moment drifted away, along with most other memories. There was warmth and food here, along with other wonders and distractions. A new, plush carpet in the living room was even softer than his mother's furry belly. An enormous, gaudy mirror took up nearly an entire wall of the living room, leaving him baffled for weeks after its installation. Not only was there another room, but another cat— this stranger had a white chin with an orange streak that draped over his forehead, extending along his spine to his tail. Though Sebastian was relieved to discover that the other cat was an illusion, he still had to remind himself of this fact every time he walked by the mirror. He dedicated entire days to the new television, with its flickering screen, endless looping wires and whirring circuitry. When the martinis left the attic door open, Sebastian had a new world to conquer filled with toys, cardboard boxes, holiday decorations. 
His first expedition lasted from one sundown to the next. From the window he could see gray roofs, green lawns, streets that glistened in the rain, and a never-ending stream of cars rolling along the horizon, the edge of the known world. And then Janet brought home a young one of her own. A few days later, Daniel picked Sebastian up, something he never did, and carried him into a bedroom where the baby boy lay on a towel on the mattress. Daniel spoke softly to Sebastian, rocking him gently before placing him on the bed. Sebastian sniffed the baby's soft, clean skin. The baby gurgled and waved his arms. Daniel let Sebastian sit there for a long time. Sebastian liked the child, whose name was Michael.